Support for NPR and the following message come from FX's The Veil, an international spy thriller starring Elizabeth Moss. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. Now streaming only on Hulu. Live from NPR News, I'm Dale Willman. The European Union's highest diplomat is criticizing Israel for shooting at Palestinians while they tried to pull food from an aid convoy. More than 100 Palestinians died in the incident on Thursday. Israel says the deaths were caused by the stampede. As Terry Schultz reports, the EU is demanding an international investigation. EU Foreign Policy Chief Joseph Burrell says it is unjustifiable that Israel fired on Palestinian civilians trying to get food. We request an impartial international investigation on this tragic event, allowing for a clear picture of the events and responsibilities, Burrell says in a statement. He adds that, quote, it is Israel's responsibility to comply with the rules of international law and to protect the distribution of humanitarian aid to civilian populations. Burrell reiterates that the EU has condemned the October 7th Hamas attack on Israel and supports Israel's right to self-defense. But he says the Israeli government should cooperate more with the United Nations to make sure humanitarian aid can be delivered. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz in Brussels. Protesters demanding a ceasefire in the fighting in Gaza, meanwhile, gathered outside Israel's embassy in Washington, D.C. on Saturday. Those demonstrating also honored Aaron Bushnell, the Air Force member who died after setting himself on fire last weekend outside that embassy. Kathy Boylan with the Catholic Worker Movement says Bushnell's actions were courageous. He drew people's attention to the reality of what's going on. He said... You know, he was taking it, taking an extreme action, but in, in reality, what's happening to the Palestinians is far worse than what he was going to do, burn himself to, to death. Former President Donald Trump is making a campaign swing along the East Coast ahead of Super Tuesday. So far in the primary campaign, Trump has won every contest, including Michigan and Idaho on Saturday. Over the past few weeks, We've been on a rocket to the Republican nomination. It's been a rocket. Trump's last, uh, Trump's last remaining major rival, meanwhile, was campaigning in North Carolina. Nikki Haley would not say what her plans will be after Super Tuesday, but she told supporters in Raleigh that she will keep going and she will keep pushing. At least two people are dead now as several wildfires continue to burn across Texas. Firefighters are desperately working to bring them under control. Texas Public Radio's Jerry Clayton has more on our story. The largest of the fires, known as the Smokehouse Creek Fire, has already burned more than a million acres and is one of the largest in U.S. history. Officials say high winds and dry conditions this weekend could spark more blazes. Texas Governor Greg Abbott toured the area on Friday and described the scene as utter destruction. Abbott said he plans to make a federal disaster declaration request for additional aid. So far, the fires have burned hundreds of structures, killed thousands of livestock, destroyed crops, and gutted infrastructure. I'm Jerry Clayton in San Antonio. And you're listening to NPR News. A Russian drone attack killed at least seven people on Saturday, including an infant and a two-year-old. The attack hit a block of apartments in the southern city of Odessa and destroyed 18 homes. Officials say the attack by the Iranian-supplied drones made no sense and was just intended to kill and intimidate people. The annual Iditarod dog sled race gets underway on Sunday. The race is so popular, it's Alaska's official state sport. The race begins in Willow, and mushers take about 10 days to cross two mountain ranges in the frozen Yukon River. This year, Dallas Seavey hopes to score a sixth win in the race, but he says for him, this is just another Iditarod. This is going to be number 14. We've had some good luck along the way. Obviously, we've won five of them. And uh, 
now's not the time to focus on six or five or one or whatever number you're going for. Now it's time to focus on having a good, clean race. Hundreds of runners crisscrossed the southwest border Saturday morning for a one-of-a-kind 10K race. Angela Cocherga from member station KTEP reports from El Paso, Texas. 2,000 runners participated in the race. Half of the course is in El Paso on the U.S. side of the border, the other half in Juarez, Mexico. The finish line is in the middle of an international bridge. Juan Olmos was among the first to finish the race. You cross it like an international border, and it's a really amazing experience. And everyone's so, so supportive, and it's like so warm, and it feels amazing. This is the sixth cross-border 10K and attracted avid runners from different parts of the United States and Mexico. For NPR News, I'm Angela Cocherga in El Paso. And I'm Dale Willman, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Allianz Travel Insurance. Whether you're planning a weekend away or an international adventure, Alltrip's annual travel insurance can protect every trip you take for the next 365 days. Get a quote at AllianzTravelInsurance.com. 